Blog Talk Radio. Did it again, nigga. I'm still young. <laughs> Fucked up, right? <laughs> I'm still young. I know. I'm still young. I know what y'all niggas asking y'all so. You gonna ever fall off? I'm still young. No. I'm still young. A lot of speculation on the monies I've made. Honeys I've slayed, how would be for real? Is that nigga really paid? Hustlers I've met or dealt with direct. Is it true he stayed in beef and slept with a tech? What's the position you hold? Can you really match a triple platinum artist buck by buck, but only a single going gold? Rockefeller shit fold, and you're left out in the cold. Is it back to charge your motherfuckers 11 for a hoe? For the millionth time, asking me questions like Wendy Williams harassing me. They get upset when I catch feelings. Can I get a minute to breathe? And in that minute you leave, while I'm looking at my road, ice, spinning on my sleeve. Ugh, nice watch. Do you really have a spot? Like you said in front of foe, and if so, what block? What you doing in LA with Filipinos and essays? Latinos and Chevys down by Pico with Federico. I answer all y'all questions, but then y'all got to go. Now the question I ask you is how bad you wanna know? Black! Uh-huh, 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 how we do? Uh-huh, 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 how we do? 98, Primo remix, and ain't nothing different. I don't know what the hell, niggas been sniffing, jiggas still dipping, chrome on the whips and four days out the week, find me in the kitchen, still in the game nigga, hook like glue, poppy gave me one pie, but it cooked like two, I'm a crook like you, cats around my way was buying brand new whips and shit, what could I do, knowing I'm supposed to style, I'm the hustler's poster child, rock lizards and crocodile, live ironic and whatnot. Put all that ice on the face of a watch just to make it hot. Now you see me on them stages, rocks in the air looking like blue lasers. Never fool gazes, act courageous. I smack them with the two aces, Mac double one. Nigga, I'm troublesome. All I got for chicks, hard dick and bubble gum. Flip bricks like Fred Barney rubble in them. It's the Rockefeller click, what's fucking with them? Not a damn thing, nigga, we doing our damn thing. Black! Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, how we do? Come on. Sounds so beautiful, don't you agree, ladies and gentlemen? Ha! Well, they call me J-Ho because the flow is religious. Never since I was 16, I was holding digits. I've seen the industry clearer. As if I had coke in the trunk and cops in the rear mirror. I slow flows y'all to death, so y'all hold know who's best. Jigger, the flow be I bendito For the mommies, I hable espanol Bichito, oh ete I got timing like a Segway Now holla back, baby uh-huh, uh-huh. Jay-Z, you motherfucking right In the darkest nights, let off my gun for light The God y'all through, show you how it's done I'm the question and the answer like I've a son, just be private ones No gates to lift So when I take flight, it's from Hangar 6, bang with this Wake up with one in your brain And the cocaine flow straight Numbing your pain This ain't your speed, young man Running your lane So I can come through Doing a hundred and change I put one in your brain Picture that Who's running the game? Let's get to that I guess we one in the same A million and one Once again Novocaine flow Ho, you ain't know Like a baller in an Impala Jigger remain low Then I pop up Tear your block up And kick off like soccer In the range row Switch hoes like ankles To the next time, nigga I hit y'all with a million more
insight on this. But I want to ask you here, because I think this is a question that comes up a lot, especially when it comes to talking about the soul and what yes. role the actual soul plays with us. You know, we have the mind, the body, and some yeah. would say the soul and the connection that it plays in our transformation as becoming gods and goddesses yes. walking on this earth. What is that connection between the soul, and, and, and what do we need that for in our transformation? The soul is all there really is. Everything else is a projection of the soul. And this particular soul, when it starts to wake itself up, which is a sun, S-U-N-S-O-N. Right. You see what I'm saying? A star. Every man, every woman is a star. Whenever it starts to wake itself up, it, it, it does various things. Some souls are still asleep. So therefore, in place of it, the ego exists and su- supposes itself to be the individual. That's most people. But, but then when the soul starts to wake up, it starts to send signals to the consciousness to remember itself. So you start reading, you start studying, and you start, you know, going into this particular consciousness. Now, there's several distractions in there because when the soul is trying to do it, the ego is still involved, and it's a hard process because you can get distracted again, which means the ego can go, hey, this soul is waking up, but I still love it. I want to be, I want to exist. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a part of this knowledge that ultimately will wake this soul up, and I'm going to have this person get locked in one of the areas of the knowledge. And it will suppose itself it's being knowledge, but because it is locked into one area, that's nothing but a form of ego. Mm. That's why they say master nothing. That's so the story goes in the, in, the, in the Holy Grail. They got a, 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 a knight called Parzival. Parzival is a knight that was raised in the country by his mother. His father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother says, it's a horror story, basically. The father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother said, I don't want him to be no knight. So she raises him way in the woods, and he plays with nature and everything. And so one day, he's out there in the woods, and he sees a shining knight in a silver shining suit. And he said, oh, my God, that's God. So he runs and tells his mom, he runs and tells his mama, say, Mom, I want to be a knight. And she almost faints. But she knows he's getting to be 18 now, and she can't hold him forever. So she has one of these plans. She takes him and, and shows him up a court jester's uniform and says, this is the uniform of a knight. So her plan is when he comes there looking like a clown at King Arthur's court, they, they will laugh him out of the court, and he will run back home and never want to be a knight again. So he rides off to King Arthur's court. As soon as he rides off, she falls off dead. And the reason why she falls out dead because when you're on this bridge, if you try to go backwards, you fall, fall, fall. You can never go backwards. You can never go home. Mm-hmm. So now, so what happens here is he gets to the court, night's court, and they are laughing and laughing and laughing at him with this court just in such a ridiculous outfit till it gets the ear of King Arthur. Thus, he he's able to go into, it works the opposite. He's able to go right in front of King Arthur because of this funny outfit. And later on, he ends up becoming a knight, but all of the, this is, now this is the key, all of the knights were proficient and masters, but they were always masters at one discipline. 
Right. Which means that you are still locked in a box. Whereas Parzival, because he was not raised into knighthood and came from humble origins, he was able to get the Holy Grail when the other ones were not able to get the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is, i.e., his own soul and rise to the God level. That's what the mystery is. He is able to get the Holy Grail for the simple fact that by him not mastering the discipline, he was able to ride through all of the disciplines. You see what I'm saying? And get the, and, and, and get the, his own soul. So mastering, you master something, but if you master one section, you're only inflating your ego. By him being the divine fool, which is the tarot card, it's called the fool. And it is the only tarot card that can be used throughout the entire deck. It masters all. So that's what the humility is. So in so many words, you have to trick the ego to keep letting you go. So give me an example. Um, back in 08, back in 98, I, I produced my dark side lectures and started explaining all this stuff based on the dark side. Right. Now, I became famous with it, but I could have used it as a theology and said, that's what I'm an expert at, and that's all I'm going to do. Right. And I would have got stuck. Hell, I'm, I'm talking about fucking archangels now <laughs> in the relationship. So you never get stuck. You never turn anything into a theology. And that is the reason why most of these systems that people initiate in, they're never going to work because they are only a fragment of something. And ultimately, the ego can latch on to that. So in so many words, the soul sends this particular information so it can get to know itself, so it can remember who it is. You see what I'm saying? But the ego is there for distraction. But the soul is all there really is. And it's an entire maze between the soul and you. And, and you. And so what you have to ultimately do is to surrender and give up and say, I don't exist. So what I had to do is I had to get rid of Bobby Hemmings. Right. You see, and all that was dear to me, you see. That way you can eliminate the possibility of the ego latching on. Bobby Hemmings ain't around now for the ego to latch on. You see what I'm saying? I ain't got no goddamn scruples. <laughs> None. No scruples whatsoever. You see what well, in just about 15 seconds from now, it'll be 1990. They're gathered down below as we say goodbye to 1989. The ball is moving, the crowd sees it, you can hear them. Oh, can you ever hear them? They know when it hits the bottom, it'll be 1990, goodbye to the 80s.
pain, hate Better check the situation I can fix your situation Whoa, whoa, whoa Cut them bitches off when the ball drop New year, new money, then the call drop New year, new money, let them drugs drop Cut them niggas off when the ball drop Cause them real niggas ain't hate And them hating niggas ain't real And baby, I can help you situation No time smoking medication yeah. This a new year resolution We gotta be the winners cause the rest is losing I told him get money, that's the best solution When you do, wear your rocket like you rest in Houston When niggas throw my style, I ain't stressed to boosting It's time to make more money, less excuses My old bitch on death row, it's time for execution My new bitch is badass, she the best since boosting
FDA, there were 45 delays and 11 cancellations. All right, new year, new Florida laws. Come January 1st, rules protecting kids from hot cars take effect. Ride sharing also gets more safeguards and rates for workers' comp insurance drops for employers. Capital reporter Four Saunders tonight walking you through it all. When the Key West rooster crows January 1st, one of the biggest changes, the Child Safety Alarm Act taking full effect. Child care facilities like daycares will need to have alarms in vehicles to remind drivers to check for kids before walking away, especially during hot days when heat stroke is a risk. I think this is going to save the lives of children. Senator Linda Stewart carried the policy through the upper chamber in 2021 and says it took nearly five years to finally cross the finish line. I think that the parents themselves feel probably a lot more comfortable knowing that these vans will have this equipment in and it'll be less of a worry for them. New rules for ride sharing also getting a green line. Among them provisions that the vehicle is up to date on safety recalls and both owner and driver meet minimum state insurance levels. Sponsors call the move towards safety and fairness. We are mirroring what is required by Enterprise or Alamo or any other ones or what you have as requirements for any uh, person driving a car in the state of Florida. Employers can also expect to pay less for workers' comp insurance following this November order by the state's commissioner. David Altmaier signing off on a 4.9% decrease for both new and renewed policies effective on the 1st. One thing not happening, a repeal of Florida's personal injury protection requirement for car insurance. It would have begun in the new year, but DeSantis vetoed the bill, worried it'll increase rates. At the Capitol, Forrest Saunders, ABC Action News. One of the most important things, because the subconscious mind uh, really has fundamental programs of life that we acquire from our parents, our family, our community uh, between uh, the last trimester of pregnancy and the first seven years. So this is why nature created the first seven years of a child's life to download how to be a member of a family and a society and a culture by strictly observing other people. It's actually a brain function. It's a equivalent of hypnosis. Yes. Okay. So the fundamental programs of subconscious are not yours. The conscious mind is yours. That's the creative mind. Well, the issue is that the conscious mind uh, can travel in time. What are you doing next week? Yeah. Your mind lets go. The moment goes to next week. What did you do last week? Let's go the moment, and you move into last week. Or I say, I think it's something in your head, uh, and the moment you're thinking. You're not paying attention. Well, this is what the function of the subconscious comes in. When you're not paying attention, you go to autopilot. So it's not like you're walking down the street and you have a thought and then stop. Like that. No, you continue walking. Yeah, but you're not paying attention. So it's a subconscious that does all the jobs from walking to driving the car. Uh, and so why is this relevant? Because when we're not paying attention and we default to the subconscious, we, start, we play the programs that are in the subconscious. And then I go, yeah, but the programs in the subconscious are primarily not yours. They came from other people. The, the, and most of them, as psychologists tell us, most of the programs we get are disempowering, self-sabotaging, and limiting. Yes. And the relevance about that is this. If I'm going to play those programs, then I'm, by definition, I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot. The reason why you play the subconscious programs is because the conscious mind's engaged with thinking, which is 95% of the time or more. And that means 95% of your behavior is invisible to you. And why I really wanted to emphasize this so much is this, because we believe we're victims. Oh, you know, I really wanted to be successful. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to have a great relationship. And 
it's not working out. Yeah. And then you say, well, that was my intention, and it's not working, so therefore the world's against me. And then we go into victims like, God, I really wanted it, and it didn't happen. And I just wanted people to wake up because it basically is this. It's not the world against you at all. The world will give you everything. The issue is you're not operating from your conscious mind, except 5% at the most. And so your life is really a reflection of your subconscious programming. Now you say to me, well, I got programmed from the last trimester of pregnancy, the first seven years, so I was being programmed when I was one and two and three, and I go, absolutely. And you say, but what, what were the programs? I wasn't there. I have no idea what the hell the programs are. And I go, here's the neat part. 95% of your life is coming from the subconscious. So all you have to do is look at your life and just look at it and say, for what? I say, what comes to you that you want and it comes to you easily, you have programs to allow that to happen. But what you struggle with, what you work hard on, what you, you have to put a lot of effort into, why are you working so hard? And the answer is simple, because you have an invisible program that is sabotaging you from that point. So now all of a sudden you say, well, what do I need to change? I say, well, look at your life yes. and tell me what you're having trouble with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the, the, the direct expression of a program that's not supporting you. There's always been a belief that the conscious and the subconscious minds are one and the same. So if I educate my conscious mind, then my subconscious mind should automatically know what the heck I just did. Yeah. Right? So then I say, well, yeah, guess what? How many self-help books did you read? And I go, oh, I read all these self-help books. I say, now that you read them, did your life change? And the answer is, no, not really. But I'm really smart because if you ask me any questions about the self-help book, I can answer it. I say, well, what's the issue? And the issue is this. The conscious mind is creative. So, yeah, I could read the book. I could watch this video with you in it. I could uh, even just go, aha, and the conscious mind could accept that and learn it. But the subconscious mind does not learn that way. And that has been the problem because we educate the conscious minds, get really smart, and our life stays exactly the same as it is. And the issue is why? Because it doesn't translate from the conscious to the subconscious. Because the subconscious learns in, well, three to four fundamental ways. Number one, the first way it learned seven years was hypnosis because the brain was operating at a low vibrational frequency and just downloading what it saw. After you're seven, how do you learn? Habituation. How'd you learn the ABCs or the times table? You had to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and finally you got it and then you know how to do it. You want to drive a car? You have to practice and practice and then you learn how to do it. So if you want to change the subconscious mind, hypnosis is number one, that works. Uh, number two, repetition, habituation, yes. create a habit. And at first it seems like a struggle because it's new to the subconscious mind, but hey, you didn't learn ABCD the first time you said it, you know, you That's had to right. do it again and again. But after you do it for a repetition period, it will be so natural that if you're not doing it, your subconscious mind go, hey, what's happening? We're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's really good. We overcome that. Um, a third way, which is um, very, uh, some people get it and it's very powerful, but I wouldn't recommend it, is tremendous emotional shock. <laughs> 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 Boom! Something happens in your life and it's so dramatic that after that moment, you're not going to be the same person. The subconscious got, got it right there, okay? Yeah. And the newer one and the better one is um, a whole new field of uh, uh, belief change modalities, which are also associated with what's called energy psychology. Yes. Uh, uh, and these are wonderful uh, because basically uh, it's a form of super learning. And what's neat about it, the conventional things like hypnosis or habituation, there's a time element that takes a long time. Yeah. But these new belief change modalities, uh, like a super learning experience, you can change a belief you've had your whole life, 50 years, and change it in 10 minutes. 
And so this is really, it's really, it's a new type of psychology that's coming in, but it's really necessary because as they say, uh, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yep. We're running into a world that has a lot of necessity to change very, very quickly. So uh, we're really happy to see that there are ways of changing without going through all that anxiety and stress, and we can do it really quickly. And my favorite one is the one that I use because I'm the most familiar with it, but there's yeah. many of them in my books. I give a whole list, but yeah. the one I, I use is called Psych-K, like the abbreviation of psychology. Yeah. It actually represents psychological kinesiology. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's an exercise where you, you get your right and your left brain hemispheres to work in harmony, which they don't do on a normal day-by-day basis. And when you get them to work in harmony, that's called brain synchronization, a window sort of opens up and you can drop in a new belief in five minutes. You know, it's really fun because you say, well, what if you can release these programs? And that's uh, the story of the Matrix, where I say, well, I take the red pill, I get out of the program. And I say, yeah, but in real life, every time we've taken that red pill, I say, what's the red pill in real life? And the answer is falling in love. Falling in love with the person or falling in love with a, uh, your creativity or whatever it is, falling in love. Because when you fall in love, what you're doing is so captivating and so engrossing and so desirable, you don't let your conscious mind wander. So the first time in your life, your conscious mind's staying present. And I say, well, why is that important? Conscious mind, wishes, desires, and aspirations. If you're operating from that mind, you manifest your wishes and desires. So my conclusion for all of this blah, blah, blah that I'm giving you is simply this. What if you go into the subconscious mind and change the programs in the subconscious mind so they reflect the wishes and desires of your conscious mind. What would that mean? And I'll tell you what it means. You'll live in a honeymoon for every day of your life on this planet for a simple reason. Yeah. If my conscious mind with wishes and desires begins to wander and I default into the subconscious and is playing my wishes and desires, I never left the honeymoon. Most people's stresses are not real uh, immediate emergency stresses at all. They're beliefs of a fear of that they won't have something, they won't have a job, they won't have food, they won't have a friend. Uh, and it's not that they don't have them right now, they're thinking about, oh, that happens! And that's where the stress comes from, and that's why 90% of the people are in fear because they, they recognize that their future is uncertain, but rather than seeing it in a positive way, they, they have a, a, you know, this image of a negative work, thing. Work it all out. And, uh, it, yeah. and it's really interesting because, remember, when you fall in love and you get out of the programming, you create heaven on earth. Well, if it wasn't for the programming, everybody would have heaven on earth. Yes. So if we can change the programming, then heaven on earth is available. Have you ever stood and stared at it, marveled at its beauty, its genius? Billions of people just living out their lives. Oblivious. Did you know that the first Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy? And it was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. So the perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. 
which is why the matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet, you are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive. Isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key, my key. There are people that's awake, and there's people asleep. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. So, let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. We, it used to they say 5%. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're going to be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. <clears throat> now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so that you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. 
Had you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lowest chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good, what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen- uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They're moving, but they ain't, they're brain dead. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. So that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. They can look pretty, they can have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior, mm. whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I ask everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this knowledge. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man? You, you've edu- you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years, I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty. Now it was it was you know it was a couple of years later that what I was missing I realized was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I but but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why is that is because you were you, you were gravitating above the root shock. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On Evolution Radio. 
Alright, alright, what's happening, what's happening? Peace to the gods. Right here we live in the Revolution Radio Network. Today is the 31st of December. Last day of the year. Happy New Year. Happy New Fiscal Year. Uh, we're gonna, it's gonna be a quick show today. Um, I wanna thank those who are sitting in. What we're gonna do today, I'm gonna go over, um, some information to help you with your trust and um, hopefully uh, this information um, you know will will be easy to understand um, because it's something that something that in trust that we all do actually um, but it's something that a lot of us don't really fully understand and I want to talk about the gift right so um, when you're dealing with your trust specifically and express trust, right? Um, you know, we, we do understand that there's property that needs to be conveyed. And so we're going to deal with that today um, in the aspect of um, what we've been talking about with the, the Constitution. Um, this, in this upcoming weekend on Sunday, we're going to go into the Seventh and the Eighth Amendments. So if you have time, make sure that you tune in, check out um, the information that we're going to drop on that. But what I want to dive into today is the gift, right? And, and the gift is a voluntary transfer of property, right? Where you can transfer property, um, the interest from that property from one individual to another individual under what they call a gratuitous gift, okay? So the individual who makes the gift is known as the donor, okay? And then the individual to whom the gift is uh is made out to is called the donee. Okay, and so say for instance, right? If a if a graduate uh, if a, a gratuitous um, transfer of property happens, right? It can actually become exempt from any type of tax if it's done correctly. So it constitutes a mere promise to make a gift. Okay, and it's unenforceable. Due to a lack of consideration, meaning that I didn't charge you for it, um, you know, I did, I did not um, ask for anything in return, right? So it's a present. Okay? Now, this is very different than what we were talking about two weeks ago when we dealt with um, taking somebody's stuff, right, and not getting just compensation. So a gift is, hey, I voluntarily gave you something, right, and. I want to make it known that when somebody gives someone a gift, it is best to put it in right. Hey, I gave this individual a gift because later somebody can come back and say, well, well, that wasn't a gift, right? Where's my money at? That type of thing, right? So, and, and it needs to be signed by both parties in front of the notary, right? In order to avoid these issues. I, I knew someone who, um, couple of years ago they were given a gift by a female and um she went in she redid this person's porch she redid their roof she redid this guy's whole house and then <laughs> and then when they broke up she came back and she sued them she sued them for everything um that she had put into the house right and initially she said well it was just a gift Oh, excuse me. He says, well, it was just a gift. And she says, no, I, I, you were going to pay me back. And he says, well, no, it was a gift. 
And so the whole question arose as to was it a gift or, uh, you know, was it a loan? So when we talk about trust, they have what they call perfect trust and imperfect trust, okay? And in order for a trust to be considered under the category of a perfect trust, one of the things that is very important to make sure that you do when you're giving a gift in trust is to have a constitution, okay? Whether you create a trust constitution or you create your own constitution. But there's three elements that are essential in determining whether or not a gift has been made, okay? There's delivery, there is the donative intent, and then there's acceptance by the donee, okay? So if somebody snatches your shit from you, okay, um, you know, and they say, well, give me a, a thing about Debo, right? When Debo took, um, you know, when he took that dude's check, <laughs> right? Debo, Debo can say, well, that was a gift. But the dude whose chain got stolen, he said, my grandmama gave me this. Right? So what was the real intent there? Right? So even when such elements are present, okay, a court will set aside an otherwise valid gift. Okay? Depending upon what the circumstance is. Right? Um, but the court's going to look at was was there some fraud done? Uh, was this person coerced to make a gift? Okay. Uh, or was this person strongly influenced under an unfair manner? Okay. So in general, the law favors enforcing gifts, right, in a case where every individual has the right to dispose of personal property as he or she chooses. Okay. So let's make it very clear that unless somebody gives you something, right, um, voluntarily, it is not a gift. Okay? And it should be in writing if you give a gift away. Okay? That's, that's first and foremost. Let's just put that out there. Okay? Now, a delivery of a gift is complete. Said again, a delivery of a gift is complete when it is made directly to the donee. Right? So you can't take something from someone on the on on behalf of somebody else. It doesn't work like that. Right? So in the event that uh, the third person, right, is a donor's agent or a bailey or a trustee, right? Then delivery is complete only when such a person actually hands the property over to the donee. Okay? So you can't take something from somebody and then give it to somebody else and then that person say, oh, well, it was a gift. Fucking bullshit. Right? Doesn't work like that. Now, um, you know, we got to be specific here because when we're talking about trust and you do things in trust, right? Everything in your trust to be in writing, okay? It should be evidenced that something was done and notarized, okay? Now, a delivery can be uh, actual, it can be implied, it can be symbolic, okay? Provided some affirmative act takes place. So, for example, 
a man wishes to give his grandson a horse. Okay? An actual delivery might take place where the donor hires somebody to bring the horse to the grandson's farm. Okay? So the symbology here is that the delivery of the horse took place. Why? Because the grandson was brought to the farm. Okay? And then it was handed over from the donor to the donee. So delivery can only occur when the donor surrenders control of the property. For example, an individual expresses the desire to make a gift of a car to another, but then continues to drive the car whenever he or she wishes, has not surrendered control of the car. Right? So majority of states, right, in the union, they practice um, the requirement of the delivery of a gift, where the person who's given the gift has to physically give it to the other person. So where the donor and the donee reside in the same house, it ordinarily is not required that the gift be removed from the house to establish a delivery, right? But if the donee has possession of the property at the time that the donor gives the gift, right, or the or it gives the person ownership, there's no need to pass property back and forth, okay? But proof that the donor uh, relinquished all claims to the gift and then recognize the donor's right to then exercise control over it is adequate, right? But there has to be some, some recognized right. So it's really important that we get this down because it happens to people all the time. I've had a lot of brothers who have been in situations where they've been married, right, and they've been forced to give over uh, items because they just simply because they live in a house with a woman, right? Um, you know, I recently had a run-in with the uh, with the police where they took some shit from me that they wasn't supposed to take, right? And they told me to go on by my way, right? Now that's called takings. The takings clause: you can't take personal property without just compensation, right? So I didn't give a gift to the state. And I didn't give a gift to the state to give to nobody else. Okay? So you can even think about it like that. Think about it in the instance where the state takes a firearm from you. Okay? And they don't give you your firearm back. Same situation. Okay? Now, there's got to be intent. So there has to be intent to make a gift. Right? And it has to essentially be determined that the donor's words were put in writing. Okay, and the court can also consider what the circumstance was, the relationship with the parties, the size of the gift in relation to the amount of the donor's property, and the behavior of the donor toward the property subsequent to the gift. Okay, so let's just be clear, right? Now, let's talk about acceptance, right? Because the the, the final requirement. For a valid gift is acceptance, right? Which means that the donee unconditionally agrees to take the gift. So it's necessary for the person that's receiving the gift to agree at the same time delivery is made. The gift can then, however, be revoked at any time prior. This is where you get the old term Indian giver from, right? And, you know, that, that old term came back in the day when so they would say that people, the Native Americans would give land um, under contract, 
right? Because the, you know a lot of them didn't speak English, but they would give a piece of land, and then they would turn around and went back later, right? And they would call them Indian givers, right? Okay, so understand that acceptance is really important when we're talking about gifts, because the court ordinarily will make the assumption that a gift has been accepted if the gift is beneficial or unless some event has occurred to indicate that it is not. So the two principal categories of a gift are intervivals gifts and what they call uh, causa mortis gifts. Now, intervivals gifts, okay, intervivals is Latin for um, between the living, okay, um, from one living person to another. So a, a gift that's intervivals, like the intervivals trust, is one that is perfected and then takes effect during the lifetime of the donor and the donee that is irrevocable when it's made. So it is voluntarily the transfer of property at no cost to the donee during the normal course of the donor's life, right? Now, a gift that is in a vibos differs from a sale, a loan, a barter, or a take Okay? So this is where the value of a gift is given, right, uh, in consideration for something like money. Okay, the percentage interest or an equivalent item of property, or a promise to repay. So the element of exchange makes these transfers something other than a gift. So, so let's be clear, right? There, there are a number of special type of intervivals gifts, right? Forgiveness of a debt is a gift of the amount of money owed, and delivery can be accomplished by destroying a promissory note. Signed by the debtor, right? You got to know that you have some type of debt first and foremost, right? So handing it over to him or her, right? Um, a share of stock in a corporation, okay? Where it's it's on paper that somebody has ownership that's transferred to that person on the books of that corporation, okay? A life insurance policy can generally be given to somebody by delivering the policy. But it's more expedient to express it in writing okay, when the policy is assigned. All right, so certain states that 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 you know that deal with intervivals require for there to be different formalities when we talk about shit like insurance, all right, um and, and the giving of a gift. Okay, so a donor can limit an intervivals gift in few different ways. So, for example, um, you might give somebody a life estate, okay? So, But when the donor dies, the property then reverts to the donor. So a donor cannot place the restrictions on a gift if the restrictions would then operate to make the gift invalid, right? So the donor reserves the power to revoke the gift, right, as if there was no gift at all. All right, so then there's what's known as the, the cost of mortis gifts. So a gift cause of mortis, which is Latin for uh, in contemplation of approaching death, is one that is made of anticipation of imminent death. So this type of gift takes effect upon the death of the donor from the expected disease or illness that that person might have. Right, so in the event that the donor recovers from uh, peril, Okay, the gift is then automatically revoked. So gift cause of mortis only applies to approaching death 
might make a gift by putting his or her intention in writing. You see how everything got to be in writing? Okay, so there's something known as the overt act, right? And the overt act aids the court in determining these these type of things, right? So overt act is essential when it comes to establishing um, an attempt to commit a crime, right? It's also a key element in the crime of treason and to become uh, a component of some type of federal or state criminal conspiracy law, right? But it also plays a role in what they call the right of self-defense, Right? An attempt to commit a crime is an offense when the accused makes substantial but unsuccessful efforts to commit a crime. Right, So the element of an attempt includes an intent to commit a crime, uh, an apparent ability to, to complete the crime, and what they call an overt act. So an overt act is an act that's performed uh, where, where the execution of the crime, right, what they call criminal intention will naturally achieve the same result. And I'm bringing the overt act up because when we're talking about gifts, this is important, right? Because somebody can essentially take something from you and it can become what they call causa mortis under the overt act. This is why everything got to be in writing. See, because gifts that are causa mortis are usually made in a very informal manner, right? And they're frequently made because the uh, person who's dying Right, would want to be, would want to have certain that their their dearest possessions go to someone that they choose. A donor who is approaching death might make a gift by putting his or her intention in writing. So this procedure is likely to be followed, for example, if the donor is in another state. Right, and then personal delivery is thereby impractical. So the court only permits a donee to keep the gift if the donor clearly intended that the gift would take effect at the time that it was made. Right, so if the gift is made in writing in a will, it's intended to become effective only after the donor dies. Okay, so th- this is where we start talking about things like jurisdiction, right? Which is, you know, I mean, when we when we deal with these type of things, um, jurisdiction is always important, right? You can't live in the Midwest and another person live uh, on the East Coast, let's say in New York. Right, and then the person in New York says, "Well, this person gave me a gift. It was a gift. It was for me." Right, but that person never actually went to New York. That that person never actually he he never actually spoke to that individual. Right, none of that shit took place. Right, but somehow that individual has that guy's pocket. It doesn't work like that. Right, either you show up and put it in writing, and you exchange it. Mutually, okay, or it's in writing, signed by both parties at the same place at the same time, right? So the gift again is the voluntary transfer of property it has to be done voluntarily. Now, um, if y'all want more on that, y'all need to go look at the case of Milroy versus Lord, right? And this is a case that was done in 1862, where uh, and there's it it, English trust law, right? This is a case that held trust should not uh, be used to save gifts from being defeated. It purported to follow uh, one of the maxims of equity that equity will not assist a volunteer, right? So once again, equity will not assist you if you volunteered something. But if somebody 
took something from you without your permission. Okay. Then that's a different thing. Coercion. Uh, duress. Threat. A cop come up, say he takes some. Say a cop takes something out your car. Right? And, and then later on, decides to keep it for himself. And he says, well, it was a gift. Right? Well, first of all, you had a gun on you. And you threatened me. Okay. So, you know, cases like Neroy versus Lord, another case you need to have a copy of. Okay. Now, the question, right, when a donor attempts to but fails to complete a gift, there is no reason for a trust to arise unless it would be unconscionable to refuse to complete the, the gift, right? So the trust comes in play, and I, this is, I say this over and over, you need to have a trust in place. Okay, both people, I, I, typically both people should have a trust in place where the gift is transferred on paper from one trust to another, right? Now, on the face of it, right, the, the, the question That, that you know, and I and I say this lightly, right? Because the question that you would ask, you know, if I'm giving a gift, right? What makes a gift and what doesn't, right? The question would arise, right? And it comes up in court all the time, right? When a donor attempts to fails to complete a gift, where's the equity? Was the equity for both parties in the situation? So, like the gentleman I told y'all about earlier, right? When he took this gift from this lady, right? And she she basically redid his whole career for him, right? It came up in court, and I'm, this is a guy I know personally, right? One of my family members actually, right? And he dealt with this for a couple of years. Whether or not it was equitable, right? He ended up winning because because she lied. She forged his signature, and she had other people lying for her ass, right? You know, and people be out here lying about shit, right? In order, in order for them to to try to get over on some shit, right? But can you imagine how difficult it can be to give somebody a gift, right? Especially in the eyes of equity, right? So once again, there's three methods of making gifts. And I'll, and I'll say this again because I want this to be clear, right? The donor arranges an outright transfer of legal title to the property, right? Or the outright assignment of an already existing interest. So that's the first part. The second part is that the donor transfers the legal title of the property to the trustee to hold on trust. And three, the donor then declares himself as trustee of the property, right? Now, um, I can tell you that, you know, when the police took my shit, I never, I never gave up nothing up voluntarily, right? And I don't suggest that you do either, right? That's why the court of equity exists. And you can go back and you can open up the suit and you can sue, right? Which is something I plan to do myself, but, um, you know, this is, this is something that can affect anybody at any point in time, Right? How about when they've impounded people's cars, right? And they impound your car. And when they impound your car, is that not taking your private property? 
see, 90% of the time, when you register your car into the state, it becomes under the state's trust. Register the car into your trust, it becomes property of your trust. So then they do something like uh, take your car to the impound lot. That's not a gift. I didn't I didn't give that to you as a gift, right? So I shouldn't have to pay you to get it back. Okay. So in this Millway versus Lord case, Thomas Medley, he assigned fifty shares um, by voluntary deed to a guy named Samuel Lord, right? For trust. Okay. So no transfer of the shares was registered in the company's books following the formalities for transferring shares. So because of such failure to observe the formalities required, the trust incompletely constituted. Now, this is another reason why I say that each trust needs its own constitution. Because then in the trust constitution, there is no um, there's no gray area. Right? So when we talk about a perfect gift or a perfect trust, right? The transferring of legal and equitable interest directly to the person who you're giving the gift to is then not put in question. So this involves a gift as opposed to uh, an intended trust. But it's difficult, right? It's very difficult if the intended donor fails to transfer the legal title to the intended donee. See, I'm not going to give you legal title to something that you don't own. Right? Something something that I'm not, number one, if I'm not giving it to you voluntarily and I'm not putting it in writing, it's not yours. Okay? So the two maxims that summarize the approach of the courts are that equity will not assist a volunteer and equity will, equity will not perfect an imperfect gift. See, that's equity. And this is the reason why it's important to go back to equity every time. And when we finish with the with the series on constitutional law, we're going to hit the equity series real heavy. Right? Because everybody should be opening up cases in equity. Right? If you've been aggrieved in some type of way at some point in time. Okay? Now, to ensure that a voluntary settlement is valid and effectual according to Turner LJ right the settler must have done everything which according to the nature of the property comprised in the settlement was necessary in order to transfer the property and then render the settlement binding upon him so there is no equity in any court to perfect or or imperfect a gift so in the Mirboy versus Lord case, right? Unless the beneficiary or the donee has furnished some type of consideration, it is not possible for him to enforce the trust against the trustee in equity where no vesting has occurred. Okay? I want to make that really clear. So let's just say, for instance, that um, you set up a trust and you have a trustee that decides that they want to give some of your shit away. Right? Well, and we, we talk about inviolable trust here. So let's say you have a trustee that wants to give some of your shit away, but you didn't order that, right? And when I said order that, I'm talking about 
as the trust protector, because that's the person who's over the trust. Let's say as the trust protector, you didn't agree to that shit. Then there is no equity there. See, when I set my personal trust up, we also set up a tribal trust, right? Also set up a family trust, right? I got about four or five different types of trust, right? So when I set my shit up, not ever did I ever give anybody permission within my own trust to make decisions without coming to me first. Why? Because it is a intervivalist living express trust, which means that I'm still living. I'm still making decisions. I ain't give shit away. And I ain't giving shit away. You feel me? This ain't Christmas, nigga. We're not giving gifts around here. Okay. It's got to be equitable, just consideration. I mean, that's fair. That's that that is fair, and and, the, and there's no unconscionability there, right? Because the role of unconscionability, right, is always going to be put into play when you step in the court of equity, right? So, you know, when we talk about the gift, right? Um, and you, you go back and you look at this this Milroy case. The court of appeals held that uh, the execution and the, 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 the delivery, the execution and the delivery of a share transfer, right, forms to an intermediary was sufficient to transfer the equitable interest. Only if you agreed with the intermediary, though. That's the only way that that could happen. Right. Other than that, it's held to be unconscionable and was a trigger causing an interim constructive trust to arise while pending perfection of legal title. Let me put, let me just bring something up here, right? Because something that people tend to forget to do every time is to copyright that shit. See, one of the things that niggas forget is that. The first in line, first in time. Who's, who's got number one? Who's got the first copyright? Who's got the first trust? Right? See, see, it can become controversial, but it's important to note it. So when we talk about a donor, right? Um, something else that a court will look at is the conscience. The conscience is affected, and um, you know. Was the equity in the person's conscience, number one, that received the gift? And what about the person who gave the supposed gift? Where was the conscience at when this happened? All right? Now, um, you know, we're talking about tolerable exceptions. Um, there, there, there's every effort rule, right? So the every effort rule, right? Um, it, it will it will have no claim on trust property, okay? Under what they call an incomplete, constituted, or imperfect trust, right? So the question will arise: is, Did you take every effort to make sure that this supposed gift that was given was given properly? Okay. Like I said, I bring this up because when we talk about trust, every effort rule establishes that if a donor has done everything that can be expected of him to transfer legal title. But the transfer is delayed by the routine operation of law, then the gift is still effective. All right? 
that means that that person intended to give a gift. All right. Um, listen, it's Friday, man, and it's New Year's Eve. Um, so we'll, we'll take a few calls if y'all want to ask some questions um, or anything like that, man. Open form. I'm here to, to answer whatever y'all got. All right. Call lines is wide open. Um, I'm going to take a really short break, and then we'll come back because I got some more stuff I want to drop on you, man. So keep it locked. Um, I got one more important thing I'm going to drop on y'all before we open up the lines, all right? Don't go nowhere. Keep it locked. I don't even know what's going on no more. I don't even know what's happening, man. There ain't no answers. And then I set it up Robert Johnson, Winehouse, and Morrison Found where heaven was Heaven on earth This shit is magic with no fairy dust Home of the gully gangs And the gruesome and the scary stuff I told my brother, jump fuck them They gon' go through hell with us They don't have a history in the streets That compare with us Hood niggas, they wanna be us Thugs in the state regions Only thing undefeated is time Second is the internet Number three is this rhyme Before security, my dog had to sneak in the nine God must be on my side I had to eat and provide My winning streak is divine I told son, leave the streets are behind Don't let them hype you with slow run beat cheating the grind Dog, I'm telling it like it is You gotta deal with the consequence When you run in the niggas' cribs Nigga, you better be ready to sit No dealers, street hustlers, pop cases Throw dice, all payment, cop chases Big gamblers, scully, high faces Gang wars, hot spots, police raided Left us speechless Down on his luck, rapper Betty Broker The arrogance of a crackhead, mad at a weed smoker Or a pill taker who hated the steel wine drinker A killer who used a gun to hate on a knife swinger Aight, I get it, it's who the lit is, we in competition Y'all did it first to me to death, I got a proposition You and your brother stop plotting on each other, plot on millions Educate yourself, find some different areas of interest Spread your bets out, double down on what's working Then you double up, hands on your paper They send the hate no matter what you touch Honestly, I'm speechless Spot of grease, 20 pointers on a chain, I freaked it Long chair in the hood, sitting comfortably I must be insane, giving you bars, running companies I'm done with the redundancy Checking on my history, making content for Viacom Life and music to Tiffany's I come from dope dealers, street hustlers, pop cases Throw dice, all pavement, cop chases Big gamblers, scully, high faces Gang wars, hot spots, police raided Left a speechless just like when the judge read the sentence for your life away a minute Left a speechless The bounce back is the greatest feeling when they thought that you was finished Leave a speechless Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L.
All right, all right, peace to the God. Be back right here on Open Forum Friday. All right, real quick, let's let's um let's just review, right? So in in this Milroy case, and because of the time today, I'm not going to play the case. Um, but it's so old, I can't play it no ways. Um, but just so y'all know, every Sunday, um, I, I am playing some case law to go along with the cases. So if you call in and you hear a case playing, sit in and listen to the case because. Nine times out of ten, you're going to learn something that's got to do with what we're dealing with that, that evening anyways, all right? So um, we're talking about the, the law of gift-giving today, right? So in this Milroy case, there was no gift um, of the shares of, of the gift, okay? So that's the first thing, right? The settler of the trust did not have an intention to create a trust, so there's that. In order to create a trust or um, to transfer the property legal title of a trust, the settler or the transfer is then required to do everything expected of him in order to vest the property in the name of the intended transferee. Okay? The requirements necessary to be compiled with in order to transfer the property uh, vary with the type of property that's involved. Okay? The settler may transfer the property to the trustee Subject to a valid declaration of trust. Now, it's got to be signed by the individual who gave the property away, right? Now, a trustee cannot just do something uh, without the permission of the trust protector. That's why the trust protector can step in and fire a trustee, or he supersedes the trustee. Okay? So, then a settler may declare himself as a trustee. I'll say it again. A settler may declare himself as a trustee. Now, if the trust is intended to be created by one of these modes, the court will not automatically adopt another mode of creating the trust. Okay? So these are the primary rules concerning the constitution of a trust. Okay? Now, a settler may wish to create a trust by transferring the property to another person or persons as trustees. Subject to a valid declaration of trust. So, if the declaration of trust wasn't changed by the individual who created it, the shit don't count. Now, in the context, right, the settler must comply with two requirements, namely a transfer of the relevant property or the intent to the trustees, uh, complemented with a declaration of the terms of the trust. So, if the settler intends to create a trust, by this method, and then declares the terms of the trust, but then fails to transfer the property to the intended trustees, it is clear that no express trust is created. Okay? So the ineffective transaction will then amount to a conditional declaration of trust, but without the condition, the transfer was never satisfied. Okay? Now, the formal requirements, if any, concerning the transfer of legal title to property vary with the nature of property that's involved, right? So um, there are broadly two types of properties that exist, right? Uh, realty and personal. So in order to transfer legal title to registered land, right, the settler is required to execute the prescribed transfer, right? And then register the transfer in the name of the trustees in the appropriate registry, which is, let, 
me let me be very specific here. What does that mean? That means that if you give something away as a gift and you meant to do it, it means that it needs to be put in writing in the original trust. So the transfer of tangible, movable property requires the seller to deliver the property to the trustee in his hand, not by way of a third party. Okay, Accompanied by the appropriate intention to transfer the property, the transfer of the legal title to the shares in private property involves the execution of the appropriate transfer and then the registration of the transfer. Okay, So – there are various requirements that um, come into play when we're talking about transferring property. Okay, so that deals with the legal estate, the interest in land. Okay, and that, that's got to be transferred by some type of deed. Okay, under under fifty two one of the Law of Property Act of nineteen twenty five. Okay, there's got to be equi- equitable interest. In, in the personal property that or their land, whatever it is, right? In writing, that's under 53.1 of the Personal Property Act. Okay, then tangible personal property, right? Such as debts or intellectual property, right? It can only be assigned in writing with accordance of 136 of the Law of Property. Okay, so tangible, movable property such as chattel can be transferred. By delivery accompanied by a clear and unequivocal intention that the transfer intends to transfer property to the recipient by a deed or gift. Okay? And then the shares of, you know, so if, if it's a private company, right, the shares would then be transferred um, where the procedure is then laid down in writing, right? In the and this is in the Companies Act of 2006. Okay, so you know, like I said, anytime that you want to transfer something, you want to give somebody a gift, this just got to be in writing. Somebody cannot just say that you gave them something and hope that that shit stands. Well, fucking, you better have my shit in writing. It better be notarized, and I better be called into the court to witness that shit if an issue comes up. That's how it goes. Okay, you cannot just take something from somebody. And think that you're going to get equity. It's going to work like that. All right. Let's go to the call lines. Man, we wide open. 713-852. You're on the line. What's happening? Seven one three eight five two. You're on the line. All right. We'll come back. Yo. Oh, okay. You there? All right. Seven one three eight five two. You're on the line. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, what's up? You can hear me? How you doing? Peace, yeah, I can hear you. Peace, what's up? It's, what's it's Trill, man. What's up, Trill? It's Trill from out of Houston, man. You remember? What's up? Yep, what's up, Trill? How you doing, bro? Uh, uh, oh, man, I'm good, man. Peace of God, man. Uh, just hollering at you, man. <clears throat> I had a, uh, yeah, long time, man. I, I, I've been out here doing the same shit. I got a, uh, I got a uh, wrongful repossession lawsuit. I'm going to uh, get, get at your own. I got going on. I okay. just did. I just uh, want a repo back. Okay. Congratulations. Go get that back. Yeah, they, yeah man. They came to the house. Now, they was, uh, did they compensate you? Look. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I, that's what I got to do now. I, this, this just happened uh, like like the, uh, on the 21st of December. 
I just got it back. Okay. They had it for like 13 days. But okay. yeah, man, they was apologizing. Man, look, say, bro, I wish I had on camera, bro. They was apologizing, apologizing to the teeth. They were no, so they sorry, were. but you know. Thank you, oh, man, bro. I, man, what? I caught, hey, bro, I caught him. I caught him, bro. I caught him, bro. I caught him, bro. Man, they was apologizing to uh, constables, the, the judge. Like we, we 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 thank you. They were thanking me for being the uh, first person to do it. So next time when they come, they'll know how to handle it. Man, they were playing the hot potato game with me. They were trying to figure out, man, how you get that bond? How did how you get? Now worry about it. Here you go. They nobody want to take it, but they they took it. We filed it on the last day. And yeah, she released it back, man. I don't owe no money, none of that. Mm. But yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm, I'm with you though, man. You so like I say, it's, it's, it's perfect timing. Yeah, man, it's perfect timing, man. Everything you was talking about, bro, it's perfect. That's right excellent, on time. man. Because you know, thing is, is, is look, and that's I'm glad that I brought that up too. You know, for impounding cars and stuff, because that's one of the things that they do. They'll take your car, and then they'll charge you to hold your shit for you. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, it did five hundred dollars. Yeah, and then yep, go I up paid, every day by I like five hundred to get it back. Exactly. Yep. They had it 13 days, they're like 500. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to sue them for your money back, and you're going to sue them for, for, for some interest, right? Uh, pain and suffering, mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. damages, yeah. fire loss, yeah. any of that. Look, look, yeah, the um, the, the, the one, the level one motion to dismiss, it goes up to like 100 grand because I didn't use a lawyer. Cause like did nobody want to do nothing for me like everybody every time I was trying to get one they're like you got a lawyer you got a attorney I'm like no they were like well, we can't help you we can't help you yeah, I'm yeah I'm never want to help you I'm like it's cool I'm still do it though mm-hmm. but yeah man mm-hmm. I, I knocked him out bro I hit him like Tyson that's what's, that's what's up down in Texas right yep yep right in Houston bro that's what's up man yeah I'm getting, yeah, yeah I'm getting in my yeah been getting their mind right for a long time down here. <laughs> thanks to you, bro. Thanks, thanks, to, thanks to hindsight. I, thanks to hindsight. Thanks to you. Thanks to Jonah. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah, even know how to stand up and But you know, we. we, we well, yeah, we, yeah. But you know, that's how long that's how long I've been in the game. You know. I know. I, 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 I ain't know. go too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I appreciate that though, because you know we, you know, for a long time, man, we've been bringing this information, man, and trying to help people. To, to find remedy in certain situations. So that's yeah. what's up, man. I'm, I'm glad that you're still sticking with it. Look, right. Then, Joe, look, just to uh, put a little peek out there, you know, I had uh, I had was doing the houses, too. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I did I did the one up here. I got one up here. I just did. I've been in it for a whole year. Well, I've been in it since 2012. You still there? Okay. Yep, I'm here. Yeah, I've been, I, yeah, I've been there since 2012. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I hit them with... Uh, with, with some of the paperwork from you, man, that you gave me years ago, bro. Okay. Man, they've been apologizing every week. Please give me more time. Please give me more time. You know, so I yep. got that wrong for repossession. I got that wrong for repossession. Man, I'm talking about, bro. Yeah. Perfect song, man. man. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. I love it, man. You know, like I yeah, said, so- your next step is to open up something in equity, man, you know, and, and take, it, take it all the way, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, because oh, yeah, look, man. we ain't... Type of shit. You can't just take people's shit without just compensation. Right. And say, Joey, it's like, you know, I, I don't want to do too much on the line, you know what I'm saying? But, man, I got some paperwork, bro. 
that they, you know what I'm saying, warranted deed and all kind of stuff, man. I'm talking about, man, bro, there's nothing they can do, bro. That's but they actually, they, actually taught me, they actually taught me some stuff, too, in the process, you know. Good. Make sure that you got your trust set up, too, man, so you can start operating. Oh, yeah, you know, we're on it. Oh, oh, yeah, man, we be, you know, we've been rocking like that for the years, man. I got everything set up like that. I would say all I gotta do now. I would say everything you talking about is perfect for what I need to do. It's time. To, it's time to do that and transfer. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, we, yeah, we got. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got it. Man, say, bro, we've been rocking like that for a long time, man. Don't no paperwork come to the house. Each time you go through something, yeah, we've been operating trust. Yeah, it is. It is. It is, man. But yeah, we've been operating trust for a minute, bro, and it's 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 the truth, bro. Hell yes, it is. That's all I can say. Damn right it is, man. People, people tend to, you know, you know, people tend to not see. Everybody wants to set up a will. People don't understand the power of trust. There's a lot of power in trust. Right. You know, first in line, first in time. Hmm. Yes, sir. That's what it is. Well, I ain't gonna hold the line up, man. I just wanted to let you know. Good to talk to you, man. Good timing. Like I said, I'll be on you with a uh, consultation man, on you got going on. Man, I look forward to talking to you, man. You know I'm uh, still going to make more commerce. So you can go over there if you need to set up some time with me. Look forward to talking I'm about to you. I'm about to lock it in right now. I'm about okay, to lock it in right now. Voice. Peace. All the time, Peace bro. Up. Likewise. Peace. That's what's up, man. Congratulations to that, brother, man. That's a win. Let's go to New York, 347-422, you're on the line. Peace to the guys, peace, God. How you doing peace in God. silence? I hey, mean, I'm wonderful, Happy man. Fiscal so, New Year. Happy I'm Fiscal great. New Year, too, my I'm brother. great. Yo, people look at me weird when I say that to them. I'm like, um, that's what you're going to hear the news say. Happy Fiscal New Year. That's right, when all exactly. the accounts are closing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, happy Fiscal. So... I'm, I'm I'm listening to the show, and I look up uh, the Property Act, and yes. can we get that from our Library of Congress, or do I have to hit yes. up the UK? Uh, uh, no, you you can get it from you should be able to get it from our Library of Congress. Okay. It was um. Okay, okay, okay. The Property Act of I think it was 1962. I might I believe. Um, let me see. Um. Let me see if I can pull it up for you. Nineteen twenty-five is what you what. what um... Five, yeah. So, so there's there's two of them. Get the earliest one. Twenty-five. Yep. Hold on a second. Let me pull it up. Okay. So. Um, okay. Probably actually nineteen twenty-five. I would get it and put it in your trust. Make your trust party to it. Oh, that's genius right there. Now, this is the reason why I say you get it and do it like that, because remember that the trust, um, it, it essentially, if, if you go under the Hague Trust Convention, right, a trust is recognized in international law when it's set up correctly. So if you want to use... The Property Act of 1925, okay, even though it was done in the U.K., you can still use it. Why? Because under the the international law, 
right? It, it attaches itself to your trust because your trust is under international law. Okay. Um, right. My, my main call. reason for calling. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait. My main reason for calling is um, this new wave of stuff that we're we're dealing with now. You know. Um, in regards to the cryptocurrency and and NFTs and whatnot, I'm trying to understand yep. how if I can roll that into the trust. So, all right, you know, that's, that's a good what, question. What? Yeah. Um. All right. So, so I actually was thinking about maybe possibly doing a class on this, but um, the cryptocurrency it because you can transfer it over to Federal Reserve notes, right? At the point that you transfer the Federal Reserve notes, it then goes into a different jurisdiction. So you need a trust set up, right, whether you use the current one you got or you set up a separate trust specifically to deal with the crypto trust, right? So it's it's a cryptocurrency trust, so it deals with crypto. So anytime it's the, the trustee or whoever's handling the crypto um, either transfers it, buys more crypto, any of that, it's done under the trust agreement. Now, would that have to be done by um, a foreign trustee, or can can a domestic trustee be nah, a domestic doing trustee some of these things? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm a yield guy. I don't, I don't know. Go ahead. No, nah, so the thing about cryptocurrency, I think a lot of people – tend to forget is that cryptocurrency um, right now because it operates in its own jurisdiction, right? And that's why the IRS and some of these other organizations have been trying to control it so heavy, right? Because they want to be able to, to they want to be able to control it like they could control the money coming from the Fed. Right? So right now, if you're doing stuff inside of a trust when it comes to crypto, then you're protecting the asset. Okay. Protect the asset. Okay. The 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 other one is the NFTs, non fungible yeah, tokens. It, you heard about that? Yeah, non fungible tokens. Yeah. Um, I actually I got some on NBA Top Shot, right? So I, I've I've invested in a few. Um, and it works the same way, right? You know, until you transfer the money from Ethereum or any of them other forms into actual Federal Reserve notes, it's not in their jurisdiction. When you transfer the Federal Reserve notes, it, it then needs to go directly into a trust, and that's where the whole gift thing can come in. Because so, then you could create a contract and say, okay, well, um, we're, we're going to give the we're going to give the crypto uh, in the form of Federal Reserve notes now, right, as a transfer to the trust as a gift, right? And so then it needs to be done in writing. Okay. Any more? Any plans for the beginner, the classes? You were t- you were saying last. Well, I'm saying last year, like <laughs> like we already yeah, in the was, new year. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was working on doing that this year, man. It's just been a busy year, but as we go into the no, new year, that's my plan. yep, that's my plan. I got a couple seminars planned, and then my plan is to is to roll out some beginners classes as well for trust, because there's a lot that we covered this what, year, what, man. With trust. What quarter does it look like you can, you coming in New York? I'm, I was thinking about January, but it's looking more like February or March. I 
said what quarter. So you coming in the first quarter? Cool. All uh, right. First quarter. Yeah, yeah, first, yeah, first quarter. Yep, first quarter. All right. All right, God. I yield. Yep, first quarter. Peace, peace. Peace to the God. Peace. All right, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, yeah, I'm looking at doing those classes still, y'all. So I wanted to get down to those classes. I should have the links and stuff like that up. So y'all can get with that, man. Um, all right, but that's what's up, man. I'm going to be on Sunday. We're going over the 7th and 8th Amendments on Sunday. Remember, uh, the amendments are important because you can still use those in your state. They still apply to you within your state. All right? So I'm going to be doing that on Sunday. Uh, we're going to continue Open Forum Friday. Um, going forward, though, Open Forum Friday will be in the afternoons, um, not in the mornings. All right? So I'll keep you all posted on the time as we go later into this week. All right, so make sure that you tune in or perform Friday in the afternoon. Tell a friend. Um, and uh, that's what's up, man. Happy New Year to y'all, man. We we out of here, man. Um, I wish y'all safe New Year's. Make sure that y'all uh, y'all stay safe, celebrate well. And um, that's what's up. I'm out, man. Peace to the gods. <laughs>